Hey everyone, it is episode 57, 57, 56 of Griff's Brain Dump. It is the anniversary, it's the birthday, the podcast is one years old today. I'm going to make this a short podcast because I ain't really got much to talk about this week, I ain't followed anything in the news, I don't know what's going on, you know, I can talk about my week, um, oh, also, you know, who cares, who cares, what, what have I done this week, returned to work, got a new starter, having to train him up, it's long, but it's short-term pain for long-term gain. You've got to teach a new guy to do things. As much as, you know, it takes him an hour, two hours to do something, take me 10, 15 minutes to do if I focus on it properly. Um, doesn't matter. you just got to deal with that pain. It's like having a baby. You know, you've got, you've got to be there with your baby and read. Even when they can't read. Even when they're just, you know, they're not following the narrative of the story. You know what I mean? Goldilocks and the three bears. So what does this word say? Ball? No, bear. It's the three bears. There's bears in the picture, mate. Are you dumb? No. I'm just four. Oh, yeah, sorry. Now, you know, you got to, you got to do that, that short-term pain and stuff. And it'll pay off in the end. So I've seen people do it where they're trying to teach someone to do something. And then they go, ah, I don't this long, I'll just do it myself. Then comes three months down the line. Like, I don't know why this person's still so shit. It's because you haven't let go. You got to teach them. So that's what that week's the week's been in my day. It's been like that. Evening time, gigging, 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 gigging. I recorded the Black and Black podcast as well. That was fun. Uh, that's out. I've reposted that. So have a look. That's available on my page as well. Because um, I did a reshare on SoundCloud, making it available for. Everybody to have a look. Um, so I've got that. Did that on Tuesday. Thursday gigged. Friday gigged with Judy Love. Wicked. Um, yeah. Did that, did that woman just pick a leaf off the bush and just give it to a child? So when a child eats that leaf now, what? What happens? Fuck's sake. Terry, what? What's going on with these fucking parents? Um... Yeah, gigged on Friday. Judy Love in East London. That was really fun. Um, I wore someone's... I stole someone's fedora uh, on purpose. Um, stole someone's fedora in the hope that I could leave with it. Um, but only to find out it was the owner who was behind the bar who told me give me back my fucking hat. So... <laughs> I mean, but the hat... I rocked the hat well. So now I've got to go out there and buy a fedora. I'm going to get it from the place he got it from. I think he's just called the number. I need to sort that out. Um, but that was a fun night. I forgot it was a competition. Yesterday as well, I was in another competition. Um, the Amused Moose competition, um, which was fun. Weird room. Um, not not the warmest room. Is in, uh, but like I said, you can't blame the crowd. And I did make them laugh. Um, I just wasn't... The top three funniest on the night. That's a lie. I thought I was top three. I thought I was third. I thought it was third funniest. Shout out to the three that did get through. I agree with two of them going through. Don't agree with one of them. Not going to say the names. Not going to say the names. But didn't agree with one. Not because he wasn't funny. I just thought I was funnier than him. And I'm just keeping it real. I'm on that Kanye, Kanye confidence. I thought I was funnier than them. I said him, didn't I? Well, there you go. Now you know. So if you do know who goes through, you know I'm not talking about one of them because one of them was a woman. 
So, um, but yeah, it's whatever. It was a voting thing, crowd vote. He had a lot of people. Oh, obviously, I'm just baiting up. He had a lot of people in. So, fair play to him. Fair play to him to actually having friends who want to come along and support. Like I said, he is a funny guy, though. I'm not saying he wasn't funny. I just felt I was funny. That's all. You can't be offended by that. Because I've also said I was funnier than, like, six other people that night. In my head. But it's all right. Because good luck to them, though. Because it is a good competition. Um, and there's plenty more competitions. As, and there's plenty more comedy to go around. Um, so I want the winners to come from those three. If I'm going to get knocked out, I won't be knocked out from the strongest heat. So that's fine. But um, I forget that. That's fine. Um, then today I'm gigging in Angel. I've got to watch football today as well. So much football. But um, not going to be able to watch all of it. Not going to be able to watch Spurs. Because uh, I'm going out for lunch. And stuff, which is my choice. I chose what time to go out. So I can't complain. Um, but it is what it is. I'm out for lunch. Uh, but I've timed my lunch so I can get in front of a TV for Man United, Chelsea. And then Man City, Arsenal. Um, and then just roll into the gig. Well, I think, actually, shit, I think that leaves me... It leaves me an hour before the gig. Ah, that's fucking long. And I'll be near the gig anyway, so... Oh, no, unless I go home and then drive that up. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, shouldn't be working out my fucking weekend plans on the podcast. That's not fun. Um, but what else happened this week? Donald Trump, he's been all in the news and shit, isn't he? About um, arming teachers. Arming. Not, not, um, not harming. Um, but yeah, he got, you see, um, basically said that teachers have guns. And then this was his tweet in response. He said, I never said give teachers guns. Like was stated on fake news, capital, capital fake news. So like fake news is actually a channel or a network um, at CNN and NBC. What I said was to look at the possibility of giving concealed guns to gun adept teachers with military or special training experience only the best 20 percent of teachers a lot will now be able to that's a lovely plan donald but let's remember these things one how annoying kids are hey how annoying children are i bet most teachers if they had a gun They'd shoot at least one of their pupils. Just like, not kill them, but shoot them in the foot. Maybe just pull out the gun just to get the kids in under control. Just raise up the sutton. And it just pull out the guns. Excuse me, kids. Can you sit down? Kids. Can you sit down, please? Can you sit down, please? Just do it. Do it. Those motherfuckers just undo the drawer. Boom, boom, boom. Just have a few shots into the roof. I told you, motherfuckers, to sit down do any of you want to be shot right do any of you want to be shot no just sit your ass down open your textbooks see that it can work like that that's fine but then be one kid will push for it though one kid will push and be like you ain't bad you ain't bad miss come on let it off in it let off the ting and teachers going to be under pressure, you know, there's no, the benefits of the job's being cut, she's working long hours, she's not being respected by staff, 
students, parents, governors. She might tell, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm locking the classroom door. I'm shooting all these kids. That could happen. Or another likely outcome. Um, you know, nice well-to-do teacher. Have like a little black kid in the class. Yeah, little black kid in the class. She's never had to teach any inner city kids before. And then she feels threatened. Because Jamal... He reached into his book bag too quickly. She's like, ah! Bam! Shoots him. And then, you know, there's a video that circulates of him being shot. And people are like, ah, oh, but we don't know what happened before. We don't know what happened before they started recording. We ain't got the whole picture, the whole story. Hey? It could be that. Or it could also be, you know, it could be like a little Asian guy. Little Mohammed, he's come from Afghanistan, had to escape... Afghanistan, because, you know, the West has blown the shit out of his hometown. Or out of Syria. One of those countries, yeah. Little brown boy. Then he joins the school in America. He's got an accent, isn't he, Mohammed? But he's also got a rucksack. And then Steve, who's, you know, the school security. Ex-military training. He recognises someone like Mohammed. He's got that PTSD. And Muhammad's rucksack is just a little bit too big. And he catches Muhammad praying with his rucksack. Hey, what are you doing? So like, I'm praying. Are you praying? Are you planning to bomb? He's like, what? I'm just praying. Five times a day, I pray five times a day. And he's like, oh, I don't I ain't taking this shit. Bam! Another kid shot. Trust me, you got the amount of kids being shot in class will just go through the fucking roof. Alright, so. Let's not have guns in class, all right, Donald? Let's not do that. That's my uh, that's my response to you, Donald. While stuff's happened in the news, um, I'm, oh god, what? Thirteen minutes left. Right, let me read this story. Um, OAP, oh, OA poll dance says, um, councillors get their knickers in the twist over inappropriate show at care home. I love this shit. A care home has come under fire for providing pole dance and entertainment for its elderly residents. But councillors who called the show inappropriate were dismissed as narrow-minded dinosaurs. About 30 pensioners, both male and female, watched the show at Fairmill Grange Home in Christchurch, Dorset. Six women aged between 20 and 40 took it in turns to gyrate and wiggle around a metal pole. We know what pole dancing is. Uh, dressed in a crop top, um, hot pads and leotards. Bosses at the home said the residents had wanted something a bit different had asked the pole dancing had asked the pole dancing and enjoyed the show but local councillor peter hall said my view is that it is inappropriate for a care home um, colleague denise jones added i'm a bit staggered about it while i'm always delighted to see the horizons of older people widened i'm not sure that includes pole dancing why aren't you sure this is the thing why are you not sure why do we treat old people like they're fucking kids? Like they haven't seen everything on the fucking planet. Everything that's new to us. They've seen it fucking 30 years ago. It's not new to them. You think what? There wasn't pole dancing back in their day. It's still their day. They're still alive. Fuck it. They want to see pole dance. Never see pole dancing. It was at their request. I love it. Respect your elders. Until they request something that you don't want to do, then tell them they're too old for it. And that's that is just fucking society. 
Everyone's entitled to free speech until you say something I don't like. And then it's like, no. There's fucking online debate about it in the comedy world right now. In the open mic circuit. People moaning about people moaning about people moaning about their freedom of speech. And censorship. Like, listen, this is freedom of speech, people. I say something. That's my freedom to do so. You don't have to like it. That's your freedom to either shut up and not like it. It's your freedom to agree. It's your freedom to vo- verbalise your dislike. It's your, it's your free to disagree. It, do what? It's your free speech uh, right to fucking slag me off to everyone for saying what I said. And guess what? Then it's up to me if I want to reply or not. That's freedom of speech. Freedom of speech isn't agreeing. Okay, that's that's it. And then just have forums for everyone to talk. But because no one actually lets other people talk, they get called some names, and all these kind of systematic injustices become personal and moral. You're a racist. He's like, he's not a racist. He's a white guy who just expressed his opinion. He's not necessarily a racist. His opinion may be a racist opinion, but have you explained that to him? You're a sexist. What, who's sexist? That guy there. Have you explained how his comment's sexist? Have you just called him a sexist, told him to go fuck himself, tell him he hates his mum and has walked off? Or as we do nowadays, just logged out? Because no one actually has these conversations face to face. Why? Because you actually have to sit there and listen to someone. See, the beauty of like Facebook and shit is just you can just type and type and type and never even read what the other person says. That's always my favourite bit. Oh, you expect me to read that comment? No, I'm just going to reply anyway. Is that, well, then you don't know what the person said. Oh, I went off on a tangent there. I was, I was running. I think, I'm feeling quite aggy today. Don't know why. Um, but yeah, no, there's nothing more to say about this fucking pole dancing thing. So, um, you know, they're, they're appropriately dressed. They're just doing some fucking pole dancing. So many women have picked up pole dancing nowadays. So surely it's just like a sport, right? Just fucking don't worry about it. Seriously. No old people die watching pole dancing. So just, just let it be. Right. Got to the time of the podcast. Got, what, nine minutes left because I'm only making this half hour. Um, dear Deirdre. Um, let's switch what we're going to. Should I ditch my family for passionate love? Passionate sex with lover. Yes, because you can't have passionate sex with your family. Quite simple. Quite simple, that. Um, not sure where where, you, where your conflict has arose. Um, should I ditch my family for passionate sex with a lover? My lover and I have passionate sex, but he says that if I ever leave my husband, it should be for me, not for us. All right. And he's talking about your family. He was actually talking about your husband. I'm sorry. Didn't realise you was a little... <laughs> Shout out to Billy Burr. <laughs> um, I thought it was just your, your family. That's your family. All right, cool. He does not want to be the person responsible for breaking up a family. He's not. You are. I am 40 and married with three children. We wed when we were young and I'm no longer in love with my husband. I suspect he's not in love with me and he's not been interested in sex with me for a long time. Uh, we were happy until six years ago. Things started going wrong when I discovered he had come on to my cousin and best friend and was texting the mum of our son's best mate. Jesus. Um, he apologised and 
We went on a romantic holiday, just the two of us, to rekindle our love. We managed it, but the magic was short-lived. I met a guy on a course at work three years ago and fell head over heels. He's 45 and single, never been married or had kids. He adores me, gives me everything I need and makes me feel like the most important person in the world. The sex is out of this world too. Um, it's always, isn't it? It's always out of this world. Because, yeah, why do you have an affair with shit sex? That makes no sense. It's like, what's the point? Um, we are on and off, though, though, because at times I feel guilty about my husband. Oh, at times... When this guy's balls deep into your throat. Do you know what? Just realised. I was meant to cook dinner for Michael. Um, he's a good man. He's a stay-at-home dad working part-time while I work long hours and have a demanding career. Oh, our kids adore their dad and I'm very close to him because he's their dad. Why do people just, oh, they adore their parents. They adore their mum. They adore their dad. So, yeah. Well, wouldn't they? And if I leave, the family finances will be very stretched. I don't think we could afford to run two homes. My lover says that if I stay, I should be single for a while. Then we could start dating properly once the dust settles. Yeah, because he wants to see how fucking mental you are after the split. Um, he thinks it will give us the best chance of working out as we could then enjoy an open relationship. But I feel angry at his reaction. It's like I'm the one making all the sacrifices that there will be no support from him during what will be an incredibly difficult time for me. He says he's in love with me and will wait a lifetime if he has to. But I feel so confused. Listen, my man's a G. OK, he's banging you. He doesn't have to deal with all the husband shit, the marital shit. So he doesn't want to dive straight into that. When you start with your man, he wants to be able to position himself in a way that, you know, he wants you to get on your own feet because what he doesn't want is you to move in with him. And then realise that you are a pain in the fucking ass. You don't want that. So that's what he's doing. And guess what? It is all your responsibility, you crazy cow. How's it not? You're the one who's married, not him. So what you need to do is, if you want to leave your husband, then leave him. Well, what are your options? Stay with, stay in this situation. Stay in this situation and shut up. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't see what you want to be done. You want this guy to march into your house. And tell your husband to fuck off. You want this guy to like turn up to your divorce meetings as well. Take responsibility. Come on. Alright. Um, let's see. Baby blues. I mistakenly took my alcoholic ex back and now I'm pregnant. Jeez. That's fun. Oh, come on, Paige. Let's load. Let's load. This is not good for the podcast if you don't load. Why is there no reception? These first world problems. Like today, I'd run out of hot water. So I had to have a fucking hobo wash. Boiled a kettle and poured it into the sink. And stuff. I, had to, I was pissed off and I had to justify it. Going, I'm in a stable house and, you know, I'm not homeless. No one's firing guns at me. No one's dropping bombs. You know, it's fine. Anyway, I took my ex back and agreed to give him another chance. But his drinking is just as bad as before he left. Now I'm pregnant by him and don't know what to do. Um, he's 30, I'm 27. We already have a four-year-old daughter together. Um, we split up for 40 months and he still saw our little girl. Um, he generally seemed to change. I agree he could come back. And at first, everything was perfect. Now every weekend, he goes to the pub at Saturday lunchtime, comes home very drunk in the early hours of Sunday. It is, it is the only time we row. I try to avoid confrontations, but he will make... He will wake me up and start an argument no matter what the time. I'm happy about the pregnancy, but my family and friends think I should leave my partner. Um, just go 
go and get him help. So you make an ultimatum. It's a fair ultimatum. If the guy's an alcoholic, make a fair ultimatum. Not that you're going to take the kids away, but you'll leave him and, you know, the relationship's not going to work unless he seeks help. That's it. I can't really make a joke about it. You know, um, yeah, just just don't tolerate. Just don't tolerate shit you don't want. Uh, wow. Wow, I'd almost missed this one. Brilliant. Insecure arousal. Oh, this is good. You ready for this? My wife wanted to cheat on me, and now I'm fantasizing about it. Cuck! Um, I discovered dirty messages, pictures, and video calls sent to my wife, to her sex buddy. Now I can't stop fantasizing about seeing her with, uh, with, with other alpha men. Jesus Christ. I'm 31. She is 29. We've been married for six years and have three children. We have had our ups and downs and once split up for six months. A month after we got back together, I found this stuff on her phone. She was into things with this guy that she wouldn't dare do with me. So free and open-minded. Judging by the pictures, the other guy was a lot bigger than me too. Fucking hell, bro. Where is your testosterone and your self-esteem? Oh, when I asked her about it, she just said it was just some bloke messing about. I accepted that and eventually it stopped. That was two years ago and I can't forget it. We talk about sex, but she remains a closed book. We have used penis sleeve. We've used a penis sleeve. And I can see she gets more pleasure. Yet I still long to see her with other guys. Wait, what is a penis sleeve? Please don't tell me that's something that makes your your cock artificially artificially bigger. Is that what a penis sleeve is? Oh my word. Where is this guy's self-esteem? Is that what a penis sleeve is? Something that makes your cock bigger? I'm no. It can't be. Bro. For mankind. No. And why is there no fucking phone reception here? I'm going to assume that's what a penis sleeve is for the sake of this podcast. Um, can you imagine telling a woman, can you wear like this pussy insulator? Like just to make your, pe- make your pussy seem tighter, please. Because it's just huge at the moment. Absolutely huge. Oh my God, I think that is what penis sleeve is penis extensions girth girth enhancers oh mate this is so sad oh mate no I'm so sad that this exists I get lesbians using dildos but a man using a dildo. Using a, you're using a, you're a man using a strap on. I see that like, there's one penis thing that's like this little nozzle bit that means that you, know, you bash against the clit as you're going. All right, fair enough. But to put on a full fucking penis extension, that means you're not even feeling anything with that on. That is all about her. And we, oh, what what woman? Nah, I'd, I, I, I actually lost the words. How does that come up in conversation? Babe, I know my dick's really small, but I don't want you to leave me. I'm willing to put on this penis sleeve. It's like, oh my, 
on word. Because like a push-up bra, right? That's just that's visual. That's not actually functional. Like, imagine putting like a tube inside a woman to make the pussy tighter. That's what this is. But anyway, to deal with your problem, mate. Um, I don't want to judge you for your sexual deviances because there are a lot of guys who have fantasised about their woman being pounded by another bloke. There's a whole genre of it on porn. Um, but yeah, mate. If that's what you like, hell, hell, Mary, just tell you, tell your wife, look, I'm sick of tired wearing this penis sleeve. I want to watch you get pounded by another bloke. And if she goes for it, then, mate, wank away and have a great time because you seem like you'd enjoy it. Um, she was thinking about cheating, so she'll enjoy it. And, you know, if that's what makes floats your boat, then you two do that. But for me, no, not a fucking chance. Jesus Christ. Uh, right, one more because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running out of time here. I'm meant to be somewhere else. <laughs> I'm here recording this podcast. And prof- possessive friend wants me to ditch my to ditch 21st birthday party and be alone with her. My best friend wants me to cancel my 21st birthday party and spend the evening as just a two of us. Why doesn't she want to come to the party? I don't know. Please explain in the rest of this message. And we have just. We've been best friends since school and I have always had a group of mates too. Whereas she doesn't really hang out with anyone but me. Then, nah, fuck off. Just come to the party. Stop being a prick. When we started talking about my birthday, she kept saying we should go to the cinema or for a meal, but not invite my other friends. I said I wanted a party, but she is really annoyed with me and has arranged to spend the evening with a work colleague. I feel bad for not going out with her, but it is my birthday after all. Yeah, you're right. What? I swear only women have this issue, you know. I know that's sexist, but from my experience, I don't know any men who are upset about, you know, their mates hanging out with other men. Like, me and my mates joke about it because it's such a ridiculous idea. It's like when one of our mates, yeah, I was just out with, like, my mates. It's like, oh, your mates. Didn't realise you had other mates. All right, fella. This is what you're going to do, love. You're going to say to your girl, mate, you're invited to my birthday and I'm fucking having a party. And that's it. And why don't you just go for a meal for another day? You do what you want to do on your birthday and then you go for a meal on another day. Simple as that. Sorted. Done. It's your birthday. You decide how you want to do it. The fact that you're arranging your own birthday means you get to dictate what happens on your birthday. If you demand someone else arranges it for you and it doesn't go how you want, then suck eggs. But if you're going to arrange your own birthday... Then yeah, have your party and just say, do what, we'll go for a meal on another day. But you're paying for the meal. That's what you do. Anyway, that's the podcast. It's been a year. Happy birthday to the podcast. I um, hope there's another year to come um, and I don't die in the next year and stuff. How sad that be if I release this podcast and die today? That'd be one of those weird kind of eerie moments. But I hope everyone, just, you know, if I did die, we'll just talk about the potential I had. You know, and just and maybe just talk about me for more than a week before something else crazy happens. And one of the Kardashian Jenners posts like their pussy online. Anyway, I've been Griff. Um have a good week. And oh um wait, no, it won't be this week, it'll be next week. So I'll announce it next week. That'll be on on the on the low podcast. So this week's episode I won't be on. It'll be the one next week. Alright, so by recording this week. So peace out. Have a good one, people. See ya. <laughs>